Oh, it's 235. We were gamers. I'm let it in musically. Hello, everyone. JJ, hi. Hello. Michael, hello. Hey, everybody. I am musical today because I enjoy spending Mondays with you two. And I just wanted to say that out loud. That's it. That's that's the entirety of it. Hello. I mean, <laughs> plus there's that fire beat intro uh, that everyone heard before this. So Yeah, this is a pretty good intro. You know, uh, I monkey with it on the sub pods, but I've never considered it on the main. Like, I know a lot of podcasts change it up. We've had that for 235, and I still like listening to it. Why Why mess with a good thing? I know. Yeah, shout exactly. out to... Got it, right, uh, got it right the first time. Mr. Rosner, thank you again. Continuing thank yous for our yeah, what, what sick a hero, intro. Dude. Oh, it's a Monday. It's been a week. We've played some games. Uh, we've cooked some food. And we've done some housework. Let's get into some of it. Michael, lead us off with the truest We Were Gamers forum. Let's gripe about something. <laughs> yeah, so I've got a, yes. I've got a food. It's not it's not it does not rise to the level of of food crimes and misdemeanors, but I've got a food gripe. So we're we're reporting this to the health department, but no judges are being called in right. the session. The, 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 yeah, we're not convening the court. You know, there's no all rise here, but it, yeah, this is a formal complaint to the health department, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So there's when you when you go to a fast food drive through. There is kind of a dance you do with the person who's handing you your food, right? They're stuffing napkins in the bag, and they always ask you the same question. Do you want any sauces, right? Pretty standard convention. Unless you go to, uh, there's a couple places that will ask you when you order. Like, I know uh, Miguel's uh, asks you how many you want. Yes. Uh, Yeah, some places will ask you up front. McDonald's Um, asks you which ones you want. Taco Bell actually asks you up front, now. but yeah, during the order, yes, oh. they say at the after you say all the stuff you want, they're like any hot sauces, and then you say what you want, and the and they throw it on the bubble. screen. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we we went out uh, just for some fast food the other night. Um. Got to the window. The guy asked the question. Um. And having gotten, I, I got two things. Right, I got French fries, okay. and I got a. Uh, we were at Jack in the Box, so I got a order of mini tacos. Oh, the now, new the mini, mini tacos! The new mini tacos. Now, when the mini tacos were introduced, they were introduced as mini tacos that got served with an avocado crema. Man, right? this is really were, gripe level stuff. Is they it? were a com- they were a complete <laughs> dish. Yeah, it's going to be a gripe. They were a complete dish. So. I asked for sauces to dip my french fries into, and I did not ask for the sauce, the avocado crema that was supposed to come with the tacos. Fast forward, get home, there's no crema. Uh-oh. Should I have had to ask for it? If it is, if the expectation is that it's a dish, right? The tacos and the crema are a thing that come together. No. Is, uh, is that still the case? Or did they change the thing so that you order them now and it doesn't come with the crema anymore? Uh, maybe they changed it and I didn't notice. But originally, that's how it was was advertised. So that's I have not been to Jack in the Box or had their mini tacos in quite a while, so I don't know if this is the case. But like 
these fast food companies change their menus all the dang time now. It used to be there was always the same thing on every fast food menu. But now all of a sudden, like every week, I think there's something new on one of these menus. Every week, Taco Bell has taken something off their menu. Oh, yeah. But, and then added like two new things on that are different <laughs> combinations of the things that they already make. You know, <laughs> and, like it's it, so I'm I'm not saying to say that you are right or this 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 person was right to deny you the, the sauce. Is that even included in the dish anymore? I don't know. And so like I, I like I can't. If it is, or like it normally would have been, right? If this was non, not a pandemic, and you could just go in and order normal food, like would, if the sauce would have been there, then absolutely a thousand percent, you're correct, right? So I, let me let me phrase it for you another way, because I've had a similar problem, different dish, same. Uh, it wasn't actually, uh, yeah, same restaurant. Um, mozzarella sticks. Should I have to ask for the marinara? No. no. Okay, come on. They forgot the marinara. All right. So this place then clearly is trying to like shave margins or something and like really hates giving people dips. I hate that. That sucks, man. I have Especially for something like mozzarella sticks where like That's you know the dish, right? That, yeah, the you know. The mozzarella sticks and the marinara, it's a thing. Yeah, okay. So that's it. I was building up a lot of comments here <laughs> as the questions right, like, were rolling French, in. If I order french fries and I don't ask for ketchup or I don't ask for barbecue sauce and you don't put anything in the bag, that's fine. That's on me. But it's not – those aren't a thing. I right? often don't want ketchup. Yeah, exactly. All those things. Like I, yeah, sure. I just like fries generally. If your fries are good enough, they don't need anything. Yeah, I mean like I sometimes dip in and out fries in ketchup. That's because they're not well, great. Well, look. Hold on. You should dip them in sauce. And, uh, I just don't like the sauce that much, so okay. I order light sauce on all my burgers. There, you know so, what I do uh, with I've I've changed. But my, my point is, my point though is okay, okay. that if you have like fries from like McDonald's, whose fries are amazing, you just eat those fries. You don't need anything with the fries. Sure, they're good. That was my point. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. All right. I don't even know where to begin on this. First of all, you're right, and it, <laughs> mozzarella sticks are a dish. They come with marinara, although. Yes. I'm not going to blow up a particular person here. I saw someone eat mozzarella sticks with ranch. I've seen I, that. That's fine. Okay. Uh, but are, who is, is eating dry mozzarella sticks? Okay. Though? Okay. That's what I want. You're right. Know. You're right. That's better than dry. But like at the same time, what kind of cholesterol are we trying for here? Eating fried cheese and then dumping ranch on it. I mean, you know, in... A lot of places, mayonnaise is a very common dip for fries, and that's basically ranch. True. Right? I taught I yeah. taught one of my kids to dip her fries in her milkshake. Oh, I felt very was it, accomplished. Life changing. Yeah, yeah. The eyes lit up, and I felt like the best father in the world. <laughs> uh, okay. Outside of your question, completely. Like I changed. I changed the basis of your question. Should it have come with sauce or should it have not come with sauce? Why would they change the dish? Because at the point that it doesn't come with the sauce, I would argue the value of the mini taco is lost as an item. Okay, so you are arguing the mini taco is useless if it cannot be dipped. Why not get the regular taco if it doesn't have the sauce? Right. So they have a dressed up version, which you can order. They're separate menu items and it comes with, you know, a couple of different sauces drizzled over top of it, but not the same sauce. Right. Sure. But 
but then like the value of the tiny little taco is 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 lower to me if it doesn't come with the fancy stuff that it would have come with to begin with like you've changed the value proposition if you've changed the dish i think part of why it's hard to make this distinction i think is are these individual discrete items that someone would eat separately from the sauce or are they purely for dipping like mozzarella sticks are i think the issue is that the jack-in-the-box tacos i'm using air quotes here around them Mm -hmm. are so barely a taco like they're almost in cases closer to dumplings yeah like (laughs) yeah absolutely than actually tacos and so then like if it's a dumpling yeah you're gonna dip a dumpling in something that's like kind of what you do with dumplings are you going to dip a taco, like a normal taco? No, I would not be dipping normally a taco into sauce. Well, okay. I would be putting things sure. on the taco, right, and then eating it. You would not be dipping the taco. I often use and my so, tacos to scoop up things, though, that have, like, dismantled themselves. So that's kind of dipping. Yeah, but you put the things on the taco first, and then they fall off, and then you <laughs> scoop them up. Yeah, it's a different problem. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever dipped. I mean, you dip a burrito into salsa. In or... yeah, I've often gotten like, L. A. has very good breakfast breakfast burritos in many places, and they give you like big containers of the very light salsa slash hot sauce that you then dip that burrito in. I mean, or you, you could, I guess pour, pour it, it over on the top. top. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've never dipped a burrito, but I have poured it. What's the on difference the top? between many, a dip and pouring? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's the same thing. It, it, fair, fair. Like, I would, if I didn't have the sauce with the burrito or the hot sauce or whatever, I would be annoyed because it's part of the enjoyment of the thing. There you go. Solved. You should have gotten the sauce. Yeah. Right. Approved. While we were talking, I checked. The, I checked the website. They did not remove the sauce. It's well, still advertised. As yeah. Good. Okay. Well, then you got this, screwed. Yeah, man. This person either at this particular Jack in the Box was having a bad day, or uh, they don't understand that that dish is supposed to come with the sauce, and uh, therefore don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So now Over. I just I just got to ask. That's the that's the lesson from here on out. I can't rely on people to just give Do me their what job. I'm supposed to have. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's possible they were hired during the pandemic and don't actually even know what a normal version of the dish is like. Sure. You know, that's a thing. Well, you know what has happened to me at Jack before is uh, I've gotten this specifically has happened to me at Jack before where I have gotten to the front window and I get the stuff in the bag and they're like, oh, by the way, we ran out of like this this, and this. And it was like, I think it was something to do with fries. And it was like. Well, so what did you give me? Oh, just like plain fries. And you're like, okay, but I ordered the thing. So you just, you're going to give me like half of what I ordered for the same price and not tell me until I got to the window that you ran out. And so like, where's yeah. my refund, please? Yeah. Like, So like now I have to hand this back to you, but it's, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that now. Anyway, yeah. weird. I That is a jerk move by the chain in order to like... Like I said, shave costs like a little tiny bit. Ah, we saved one ounce of avocado crema. Yeah. <laughs> Which then they probably threw away, threw away half at the end of the container day. at sure. the end of the day uh-huh. anyway, right? Yeah. Because that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. You know what I've started doing with my In-N-Out fries, speaking of the sauce and you not liking it? Uh, back before you, when you could be in the restaurant safely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get them 
well done, so they were a little more crispy. You can still get them well done. Oh, no, 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 no. But I got them well done for a reason. Because then I would cover them in pepper. And because it's in and out they have lemons. And I squeezed lemons over over them and then Mm. tossed them. That's that feels like a very German preparation. Right. At the, the lemons point, of, the lemons over your schnitzel and over your potatoes. Oh, maybe. I yeah. F- I feel like at the point you're doing this much work in and out should just make fries that are more flavorful oh, instead just... of being slightly limp potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting preparation that you can make at a fast food I, chain. It is cool that you can do all kinds of things. I, I, I've never really come around on the well-done fries because I am lazy and it always takes longer when you order them. And I, I just it. found that not not getting them well, the, the lemon makes them too soggy. I believe that. Anyway. Yeah. I, just, I just put a little ketchup on them if I eat them uh, that way. Otherwise, hey, I just eat them dry. You whatever. know what comes on fries? Almost all fries? Salt. Yeah, salt. salt. Uh-huh. Have you heard of pink salt? Yes. Yes. Have you used pink salt? Yes. Have you bought pink salt? No. I feel like we might have some in the house somewhere, but I personally haven't used it. It may have been on food that I've eaten. I see. Apparently this is an invention. I mean... I mean, by nature. Yeah, yeah, by nature. But, like, the <laughs> idea that it is any different than normal salt is some sort of weird invention of the mind. Yeah, I mean, it is it is just salt. I don't think it tastes different, right? It's just, but I guess uh, it, it might, though, because different salts do have different mineralities to them that well, make them taste different. Like, like water that has different mineral concentrations in it. Iodized and non-iodized should taste different. And they do, yeah. Uh, but beyond yeah, so like sea salt versus sea like, salt and kosher salt, I I don't know if I can taste the difference between those two things or like I I can. We're gonna have I, to test I don't, this. I don't know. If, I, I don't know. We yeah, have I to test this. Truly, right don't believe that. Yeah. I, so I don't know if I can tell you the difference of having it like in a dish, but if I like try sea salt versus trying table salt, and not just the well, size well, of the crystals. kosher salt and sea salt and table Sorry, salt are all different. Salt. Yeah. But you could tell the difference between kosher salt and sea salt. I believe sea, I believe sea salt and iodized salt, hundred percent. Oh yeah, taste different. iodized salt tastes different than other salt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I believe kosher salt and sea salt. Are I don't know about kosher and sea. Kosher and table. Oh, but you could taste. You could feel the difference. It's coarse. Well, but I mean, besides that, there's a difference in taste. Okay. Like so, there is a difference in salinity between the two. Well, table salt is iodized salt, right? Uh, even if it's not iodized. Oh. Hmm. We're going to have to test this when we're allowed to be it, together in it, person. Is is this going to be a thing where it's like, oh, because it's ground up into smaller you know particles what? that taste different? It's like, you know yeah. What? I've got, I've still got a lot of those uh, taster cups we used for our get together, our, our social distance get together where I made everybody's food all safely and, and all that. And so I can mm. put like five different salts per person in those little containers. I'll write numbers on them. We'll do blind. <laughs> okay hey, that doesn't work for um like the pink one but it works for everything else right because the other ones you'd be able to see <laughs> well if we do it at night or blindfolded. blindfolded there you go there you go <laughs> i'm just gonna blindly pour this salt in my mouth oh, i don't God. know i was reading 
I was reading about, I don't know why it came across my feed, but someone was like, here's the entire history of pink salt and why you shouldn't spend a bunch of money on it. Was the end conclusion that it's salt? Yes, basically. It came down to like the flavor difference is negligible, if at all detectable, and you're paying for marketing. Here is the uh, fun part. I My wife has been going to like these Zoom cooking classes that are offered for free through various programs that she's a part of, right? Sure. And you know, they have the they have famous chefs come in. So like they had Thomas Keller, they had Wolfgang Puck and these other famous people, right? So like re- famous celebrity chefs, right? And there's a little oftentimes at the end of the the cooking lesson, they do a little Q&A or people will pipe up with questions or whatever. All the questions go through a moderator, so like you can't actually just like turn on your microphone and interrupt, you know, Wolfgang Puck's speech or whatever. Right. Um, but you know, so people will be like, Oh, I have a question about like this ingredient or how you prepared this or whatever. And they ask them and then the chef answers and whatever. Someone asked, uh, I think it was, I want to say it was Thomas Keller, uh, or uh, someone like that. Anyway, uh, asked, uh, him while he was preparing a dish. Oh, what kind he just said, Oh, and you put salt on this, like, you know, a pinch. And we're like, you know, just to be clear, a pinch is not like, a tiny amount, right? You take, you literally take your two fingers, you dig all the way into the salt and you get as much as you can fit between those two fingers. That's what a pinch is. And the lady asks is like, Oh, what kind of salt do you use? Do you use sea salt, kosher salt, you know, all these other kinds of salt or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, salt. You just like normal salt, whatever, <laughs> like is the big industrial salt. Just use it. <laughs> He was like, "That's it's a silly question to ask. It doesn't matter. Just use the salt. Like, who cares what kind of salt you have? If you think the salt is bad or something, just use more." Oh wow! His solution to everything is like, "There's more salt, you know, unless it unless it's flavored or whatever. Like flavored salt is a thing, right? But yeah, it, unless it's flavored, he's like, who cares? It's all the same. Just use salt. Like, sure, or yeah. if you need like big particles or whatever. Yeah, like seasoned salt is not it, salt. If you're cooking it into something, though." It doesn't really matter that much what kind you have. Sure. Yeah. 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 So his his point was just like, you just don't get you get whatever you want and just put it in there. Like if you think your salt is bad, put a little more. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, salt is about doing things to a dish so that other things taste different. Right. Right. So. All right. Uh, we should really talk about some games. <laughs> True yeah, to brand, we were gamers. Come for the food. We were people do. I <laughs> stay I, for the games. I think this is true. Come for the food, stay for the games. Let's talk about hmm, Michael. Door one or door two? Uh, which door is Ichiban Kasuga behind? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter because <laughs> we're going to talk about it now. Uh, oh, man. I've been playing. Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, is the yeah. name of this game. Is it um, really called Like a Dragon? It's not like Yakuza 7 or Yakuza whatever. No, it's literally no. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes, that is the name. Okay, I I was not on the fence, but like, oh yeah, I'll eventually get to that, but now I'm excited. Uh, it is called Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, it is a new protagonist, new storyline that is not... Uh, connected uh, i can't say it's not connected but it is not require you to know really anything about the previous games sure uh, okay so dive right in so, so yeah so i don't have you to go t- play yakuza zero or whatever 
You don't have to, but maybe you will want to because those are also fun games. Year Zero especially is really cool. Okay. Um, but I think the thing that is this game is a JRPG, you guys. <laughs> I don't know when or how. Uh, and I have talked about uh, Yakuza games on this stream before, uh, and I feel like we have said... I have mentioned their action games, right? You kind of have like moves and you, you beat the guys up and you know you have styles and you switch around between them and stuff yeah yeah not uh, like not like uh super duper dark souls action but like there's there's combat it, right it yeah yeah it's like action game combat and you know it is not yeah it's not like dark souls in that it is like difficult i don't think the game is difficult um uh, any of the yakuza games actually they're not difficult um but i think it is it was definitely actiony um but there's straight up a menu there's turn-based combat there's party members now is you it active time summon or event. like full on summon equivalents like old school turn-based like you so you the, drop uh, into so there, a menu into there, a separate screen there are turns um there are active things that are happening in the battle uh, so that you can't just like, you know, take your hands off the controller and auto battle it out. There is an auto battle option, by the way. Nice. Uh, but even if you use the auto battle option, there are still active things that can happen that you may want to press buttons for. Um, but for instance, um, you know, so it's your when it's your turn, right? A menu pops up on the like lower side. And each of the face buttons corresponds with a thing, right? So you have your four options. There's attack. There is guard. There is uh, E for etc. And then there is S for special. Uh, Okay. And those letters are S, E, G, and A. Clever. This game is made by Sega. Wow. Um, <laughs> I like it. It's, yep. it's a good reference. It's very good. Um, and so uh, the uh, the S, your special, are basically like your, your skills, right? So you have like equivalents of magic because there are things like um, status effects. You can be, you can catch a cold, which is like poison. You can get burns, which is like, you know, a, a damage over time. You can get paralyzed. You can get stunned. It, it, you know the the things that can happen to you in a JRPG battle, right? Yep. Typical status effects. Yep. Uh, there are spell. There are just normal actions, right? That'll just do some sort of damage. Um, you know, like a a giant swing with your fist or whatever, or you know, a, a series of rapid blows. Um, and, and all of these skills will, not all of them, but a lot of them, will have some kind of timing component. So um, usually X is like for repeated mashing and Y is for like uh, timed press. And so usually you'll get some sort of bonus if you press the correct button at the correct time. Usually it's like, oh, it'll do a little more damage or, oh, oh maybe you'll swing a little bit farther so it has a wider area effect or something like this. Okay. Back to Gunblade times. Yes, except the prompt is on screen and very obvious. It's not like you can <laughs> forget about it or miss it. It's like big right here, bro. Hit X. Like, hey, 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 hey. Um, you can also not do it, I guess. But like, you know, 
what else are you doing? It's turn-based. <laughs> you might as well, might as well mash X, right? Um, you know, and so then that character's turn is over and you can see, uh, your party members portraits along the bottom. There will be a, a little thing on their portrait that says now, and the person whose turn it is next will be highlighted with a little next on their name. So, you know, oh, okay. Like my turn is now and next will be an enemy. So if I can take that I, guy out, he won't get to act. I right? like that. I really like that. That Final Fantasy 10 yeah. turn, uh, turn order bar. The turn it's order not bar all is the so way, good. It's not all the way turn order bar because you can't see beyond next. Okay. so But you still get an idea of where to focus. Yeah. And it definitely helps you like go, oh, okay. Like this bad guy is next and he's kind of low. We should all just sort of like dogpile that guy and get him out of the fight or whatever. Um. Yeah, uh, and your characters still move around the battlefield, kind of like like they're walking around in a street fight. <laughs> um, the, the battlefield is separate from the overworld. You drop into a battlefield. No, you don't. No, oh. it's just right there. You, just, okay. they, you walk into these guys, or they, they walk into you, however it is. So then you um, can't, you can just run away, I guess. Uh, you can absolutely just avoid. There are there are random encounters in in this game, except you can see them coming. I say that because it is often not possible for you to run away, but you know that the fight is there. It's not like you're surprised that there's a fight. Okay. Um, and, you know, so then it goes to the next party member and then they have the same set of options. Um, you know, and then battle proceeds like that. Uh, you don't see hit points on the enemy's side. So, like, you don't have an idea exactly how many hit points they have. You see a, have a bar. But you do see like damage numbers come off them when you hit them with your skills. You know, so if I hit... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can kind of see the bar move down so you can guess. You're like, oh, totally. that was 500 and it did a quarter. Right. Uh, the yeah. numbers are lower. They don't like scale up into the hundreds so quick. Um, I think like your hit points get up that high quicker, but like damage numbers, you're not doing over 100 so fast. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is, you know... And there is a, a mechanic that is like summoning where you can call people on your cell phone and have them show up to battle to do a special <laughs> move. Love it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, the gating on the summoning seems to be that uh, you have to pay money after you do it the first time. Oh, so it's like you, you get one. So it, a lot of these summons are kind of like things you get for free because of doing side quests and other various things, which by the way are fantastic. Just like in the old, yakuza games like you want to keep doing the side quests because they're so ridiculous <laughs> and and fun and then you get sometimes we'll get one of these characters in the side quest as a summon or you know they call them pound mates uh what as mates? you pound like punch pounding like it's fight fight mates it's called pound mates there's a joke about it the whole thing is a stupid <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. It, everything is a dumb joke in this game. Believe okay, me. Good. Um, they make a bunch of jokes about that exact thing that you're thinking of. Trust me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and and so then you get them available on your cell phone to use, right? And you can use them once for free, and then every time after that, it costs some amount of money. Uh, and the they all have then have restrictions like, oh, this this one won't work against humans, or this one only works during night or this one will only work during the day 
or this one won't work against groups. So this one, you know, all kinds of weird restrictions on them. So you can't just like, you know, just pay your way out of the battle necessarily. Although I guess if you had enough money, you probably could. Not that it matters because it's not like the combat is that hard <laughs> to be clear. Like, you know, JRPGs aren't always the most challenging games. Uh, and I think that that is still true here. Um, and it is just like, it is fun to see them try to do this like big, crazy crime story with like gangsters and honor and, you know, the, the glory of our clans and all this stuff. Meanwhile, the character is like the main character is like, has like says in the game that he's a huge dragon quest nerd and like thinks about life in terms of leveling up and all this stuff. (laughs) And and, like, so like, this is his conception for what fights are like in real life because he's like, Oh yeah. Like, well, I'm not strong enough to beat these guys. I need to go level up like that. Oh yeah. Obviously I can't just go fight the top of the, the top of the gang. Like I can't just do that. I have to beat the lower guys first. That's how you, that's how you do it. Wow. It's, it is really something. The the self-referential humor. It is. And and there are just so many weird, weird things going on in this game. Honestly, I think they could use these Yakuza games as like Japanese tourism, uh, I don't know, like marketing or something. Because I, all I see in this game, uh, this game takes place mostly in Yokohama. Uh, whereas the previous games mostly took place in uh, Kamurocho, which is like a neighborhood of Tokyo. This takes place in like a specific neighborhood of Yokohama. Um, I've never been to Yokohama. Now I really want to go. It's just a completely full of wacky side quests and like mini games around every corner that are, and like, yeah, the, the stuff that is, objectionable about these games continues to be objectionable they don't treat women necessarily great um you know there's a lot of uh, there are women party members so like you will have women on your team but women and men can't take the same jobs because the jobs are for whatever reason like men can't become idols while women can't become construction workers oof like why i don't know why that is a thing but yeah so like there are some retrograde like you know, politics in this game. Um, and that just is what it is. Uh, but if you can look past some of that stuff, it is still really, really silly and fun. <laughs> is there I, a fishing yeah. mini game? I have not been fishing yet, but I'm pretty sure there is. So I have met multiple people that have been fishing. And there's a big river through the middle of the town. Like, there's nothing stopping there from being a fishing minigame. That's what I'm saying. There you go, Andy. I mean, it's got to have one if it's going to be a JRPG. I've been told. I know. Yoko Taro himself said that, so. Must be true. Uh, I watched an interview with the creator of this uh, series who worked on almost all of the games. Apparently, they decided to make this game a RPG in the last 11 months of development. How do you like do after that? they, <laughs> after they had like gone through most of the development, planning to make it like the other Yakuza games, and in the last eleven months, decided to turn it into an RPG because of 
positive reactions to an April Fool's video where they had done that. <laughs> Is there uh, like items and stuff like like? Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And... Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't even talk about any of this. Yes, of course. Yeah, you can pick up equipment. Equipment is limited uh, in some cases by job. So if the job that you have is like, uh, you know, if you're a bartender or if you're a construction worker, you can't equip the same kinds of weapons, right? Uh, in some cases, also accessories might be limited. Uh, armor does not seem to be limited by job, but I also could be wrong and just I don't have a ton of armor right now. Um, again, the game is not that hard. I haven't had to like go looking for tons of armor upgrades. Uh there's also a crafting system where you get like random materials when you defeat en enemies or in some cases you can buy them and then you can go to a store where they will craft random stuff for you. So there's like a list of, you could, you know, you can get your bat and turn it into a bat plus one. Whoa. Get your flaming lumber plus two or whatever. Is that a thing? I mean, I have a flaming lumber right now, so I don't see why I couldn't upgrade it to plus two. Is it always flaming? Yeah, I mean, it's just on fire generally. What type of lumber are we talking about here? Uh, it's, I don't, like a two by two or something? But it's it, looks, not, it literally looks like, like a. He's holding a piece, a of, piece lumber. Of, of home improvement wood. And the end of it is on fire and then he hits you with it. Like walking tall. Yeah. Yeah, he just, it's a lumber. big piece of construction lumber and he's holding it and then he hits you with it. A stick, one might say. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it is that that character generally equips like baseball bats and like sticks of that nature. So yeah, this is that. <laughs> That's awesome. Wooden weaponry. Uh, metal bats, all good. Police oh. batons, you okay. know. It, just you know that general length. Uh, there is a character who starts his initial job is homeless person because he starts as homeless uh, and he has like an umbrella that he uses. Uh, and then I think I later gave him a giant pencil and then I changed his job into a chef. And then he was using for a good long time, like two soup ladles. And now he has two whisks. That's awesome. He just like, you know, it, and so again, the thing like yeah, I talked about how this game like you don't change uh, screens, right? Like it's not like you jump into a sub world or whatever when you go into the battle. You're still in the town. You're still walking around the space, but your character has kind of changed, right? Because they when they're just running around normally, they're all wearing their normal clothes like what they normally are wearing. But when the battle starts, everyone transforms, including the enemies, into like what the hero thinks. Is going on? Oh no! Well, because <laughs> because if you're in a different job than like your normal like the normal clothes the character wears are not the same ones his like job in the game is necessarily because yeah. jobs also have different outfits, right? And so when it starts, you know your main character may put on like a suit and glasses because he's the bodyguard, or he puts on his construction worker uniform, you know, or the girl puts on her bar hostess uniform or whatever. But it's still in and the all, overworld. Yes. Weird. And all the enemies also transform. It's like, oh, these like generic looking thug guys that you walked into. It turns out one of them is a uh all the all the characters all the enemies' names are like puns. I'm trying to think of one that I off the top of my head. Uh it's like this guy is a steamed punk 
and that guy is a perverteer. Oh no. And like this guy is a like rambling man and he's like a you know a guy with a guitar or whatever. Wow. And ev- every single enemy is like that. <laughs> that. But that's that's also not new to JRPGs, like punny, punny enemy names. Absolutely. It's, in fact, extremely common in Dragon Quest. Uh, the Which game I take is, it Ichiban is a big fan of. Absolutely he is, yes. They yeah. call it out by name. And, in fact, a lot of the sound effects that, like, happen when you get a new party member and stuff. Hey, bro, I think I think they use the Dragon Quest sound effects. <laughs> Uh, I think what it, you're going to find here at the end of this game is that the entire game's been inside of his mind. If everybody's changing into weird jobs out of their suits and stuff like that, it, there's a chance that there's some sort of mind mind palace happening to you. Andrew, uh, in order to change jobs, you have to go to the employment agency and talk to the employment agency trainer in order to change your character's jobs. I see. Because your characters start off and they literally don't have jobs and they need to do something. And so then you get the ability to change your jobs later. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Unfortunately, though, it also means you can't change jobs like whenever you want. And so you kind of get stuck with certain things. Um, Like if you later decide, oh, I don't want to be this job. I want to switch back to another one or go to a, a new one that I've unlocked. You can't do that until you can get back to the overworld and then can go back to. Uh, the employment agency. It's probably nice though that the game isn't hard enough that you're always sitting there being like, "Yeah, this one, this one job's really dragging me down." Yeah, it turns out that it's not that hard, so that's not really a problem. Nice. Um, yeah, and like you know, oh no, I changed the, my healer out of the one class that he had that had a healing ability. Some characters care. Some skills carry over into other jobs as well. Um, and at least one character I know has a healing skill that carries over no matter what job they're in. So. That's good. I really think you guys should play this. It is really fun. There is like, there are some parts that are I don't like, and I I will be happy to talk about them. Um, but I, it is just, it is so out of left field. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I didn't expect this. I didn't really understand that this was this game was totally different until after it was out. Um, you know, I was planning to play it anyway because I I have liked these games in the past. And I was just so shocked to discover that I'm I'm playing a JRPG. I thought I was thought we were still playing Final Fantasy twelve. I didn't know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Kiwami Two are all on Game Pass. Uh you should play those. Those games are great. And so my guess is that eventually this will come to Game Pass and that's when I'll play it. And yeah. that's not an ad. I'm just pointing out that that's probably seems like a idea. good plan. That's, but I'm I, just we're, we're always trying to find the most economical way if it's not like a game that you need to play now, you know. Totally, and these games can wait. Like they're not going to change that much. There's not like rad DLC that's going to come out for this. I doubt. Yeah. Uh, and you know, in terms of like the Yakuza games, right? Uh, of the ones I've played. In terms of like the zaniness of the story and like cool action moments and explosions and stuff, um, I would say Yakuza Kiwami One has the least. It was the while... original though, right? So it's the least zany because it's the first of that it, series it, of games, right? It was the well, not the Kiwami version, but no, no, the I original know, but Yakuza. Like, yeah, yeah, the original yeah, one. The, because the Kiwami the story one wouldn't is the... have been redone that much. 
Right. It was more they just put it into a new engine and redid all the cutscenes or whatever. But yeah, the story is the least bombastic. And then it gets pretty nutty into zero is like way nuttier. (laughs) And so like, it's kind of funny if you play them in timeline order, right? Because zero takes place in like the eighties before the start of Yakuza one. All this insane stuff had happened to this guy already. And then Yakuza one starts and you're like, well, this is like tame compared with what you went through. Like <laughs> he's just getting a 10 little years break. ago, dude. What did you forget? Like, <laughs> uh, so that that's interesting. Um, this one so far has been pretty zany. Uh, I am really, really enjoying it. Oh man. I forgot to mention Sujimon. Wow. How did I forget to talk about that? You get, uh, what was the Sujimon is an acronym or a, like a portmanteau of, Something jittery men. I forget what it is. Anyway, uh, it's like Pokemon for like scumbags or whatever uh, what? in this town. And when you defeat an enemy, you get their entry into the Sujimon decks on your phone <laughs> that you can look at. And it shows you statistics like, about the various enemies or whatever. It's like a and you collect them all. And then once you have collected a certain number of them or whatever, you go back to the Sujimon sensei, who is a guy with a lab coat, and he gives you, like, (laughs) stuff for having completed, you know, oh, you've gotten this many entries out of the total. Congratulations. Here you go. Here's a prize. Wow. Yeah. So Andy should be holding out for Sujimon Go? Maybe. I mean, if he wants to collect his own... um, pro pickpocketer and I think I need to be looking around town for scumbags to add to my phone. <laughs> it seems like you have a, to beat him in battle first. So. Yeah. I don't think I need to be beating anybody in battle in real life. It's not something I need to do. Do we beat them in actual battle in real life though? You said it's all in his mind. So, you know. Oh, ooh, I'm guessing I, I have somewhat Pokemon go. It's not news, but like, I actually realized today when the app uh, updated its icon on my phone that I can't remember the last time I opened the app for Pokemon Go. They updated the phone app icon and I looked at it. I was like, what is that? Oh, it's Pokemon Go. When you just take this thing, you slide it down there to the trash (laughs) and just let it go. You know, everybody has their own little free to play game. I know Michael's probably still playing that Final Fantasy free to play game. Yep. See? Still going strong. Uh-huh. They haven't turned the servers off for that one yet? No, they're still pushing out new content on a real super regular cadence. I just got to the point that it was like, okay, now I've gotten to... I've caught everything I can catch locally, basically, unless they do events. And then when they do events, half of the time I'm busy, and I'm not going to obfuscate what I'm doing normally just to stop and do a pokemon event and uh and so that leaves me with like high-end content that i need to do in groups and they've added ways to do it in groups uh we talked about how good it was uh ryan and i talked about how good it was they added all these things but it kind of eventually got a little stale and then they added mega evolutions to the game Mm -hmm. and uh, the mega evolutions is not friendly to casual players so i kind of fell off of it at that point uh yeah that's my pokemon go half minute mega evolutions killed me on the game oh well 
I, I had a good happened. time playing it while it happened. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? It'll, you know what it'll be? It'll be the same thing as before, right? Like, I played that game a lot when it came out, and then I took a break for two years. So I'll take a break, another break for, like, two years. Try it again. Try it again. See what, what's new, what I can waste my time doing in there. And that's fine. All right. You spoke about timelines. JJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. How are you enjoying the newest timeline? Having been asleep for four years and awoken because Cortana needed us. I, I'm so disoriented, Andy. <laughs> I was asleep for four years. Michael Halo uh, 4 launched. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection, Halo 4, the last quote-unquote game in that collection. We'll see. I have a feeling I, they're going to need to do something with Halo 5. I have a feeling they're going to release it as a game you can buy. Uh, yeah. they. I don't think they have any need to tr- dump it into the collection anytime soon. Well, they do need to put it out. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, as a game you can buy. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. We'll talk about Halo 5 in a second. Uh, Halo 4. We did not finish it quite yet. Well, we finished the fight in Halo 3. That was the whole thing. So now we're restarting the fight? Well, you're fighting a new fight. Now you have okay. to employ We finished your one fight. Now we're starting a second fight. Well, are now, we're, are now we're fighting amongst ourselves, but also the Didact? The Didact is such a silly name, Andrew. I know. I, every time they say it, I have to struggle to not like go, what? <laughs> every time... <laughs> It's just an inherently weird thing to think about, and I guess he's a forerunner, and that's like is. something yeah. that's important in this world, which well, they eventually get around to explaining, but not for at least half knew, of the game. You knew who the forerunners were. You did? I yes. don't know that it's necessarily <laughs> explained in any of the Halo games it, we played. It told you in the other games that the Halo rings were created by the forerunners. Okay, so if you remembered that piece of lore, you yes. might go, oh, these are the people that Guilty built the Halo. Guilty Spark says it like seven times. That's okay. as much as it happened. <laughs> I think if we were more adamant about finding terminals, we would know more about that. Not in this game specifically, but in like uh, Halo 3 especially, I think uh, we would have gotten more Forerunner lore. Uh so I anyway, whatever with the lore. I mean, I'm I'm well, here for the story, but I'm also not here for the story. <laughs> uh man, this game sure looks good though. That's what I'm going to say. It was shocking when I we like got it. into it. Well, considering the last one we played was ODST, which is I know for sure a 360 game. Yeah, and kind of grimy at that, right? Yeah, yeah, very like streets and grime and whatever. Halo 3, I thought, looked fine. Yeah. Um, The last, like, really good-looking game we played was Halo 2 Anniversary. Yeah. Uh, But then that was an update, right? And so, of course, it looked good. Uh, But this looks better than that, I think. Uh, And, man, does it run well. (laughs) This, I I looked it up after to make sure I was right. Uh, One of the the two things I'll say about uh, the game is this is... 343's first Halo game. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's, I think, why they poured so much energy into making it look great. It, it really, really does. All the guns look cool. Oh, yeah. Even the even the Forerunner ones, which are bad, some of them, the they look extremely cool, whether they're good or sure. not. Separate yeah, yeah. discussion. I, uh, I like that yeah. they took the time to say, well, he's been asleep four years, so the battle rifle doesn't look the same, and we've got some new guns, and we've got, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, JJ alluded to it, Michael. They added a whole new race to the game. The um, okay. They took out the Flood, which is the... I think you've heard us complain every single time we've talked about Halo. Being yeah, like, I'm, I'm guessing you guys aren't sad about that. No one was ever sad about that. They could have taken him out of Halo 1 and people would have been like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Even though they're integral to the plot of that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I think the other thing that happened and why you're kind of eye-rolling about the Forerunners and all that is uh, 343 took over, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, they had to prove to people that they were paying attention and that Halo wasn't just any old game to them. And so they created this, what they decided was this masterpiece plot of like, well, we're going to bring back in all the lore and then people will know that we care. And they really hammer yeah. <laughs> you with the lore hard. They, they, they do. They, there is a lot of cutscenes uh, that are like, whoa, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, humans are like, I don't know, do we want to spoil Halo 4, a game that's like, eight years old or something i think that you are now in the spoiler zone unless michael decrees differently no i think it's fine at this point michael humans are the ancient aliens what? humanity was around from before the forerunners were around and we were fighting them in space and stuff but then they beat us and they de-evolved us man Ooh. i'm just picturing the aliens guy now yeah, it's real. I think that I got that right, right, Andrew? That yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We also so we, are hum- the Prometheans. Yes, humans are the the ancient aliens from before the ancient aliens too. No, they're the ancient they're the ancient aliens weapons that we are fighting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, all the like, like crazy space technology that you're fighting against actually was built by humans back when humans were good. They used their better. tech to turn us into weapons and then also de-evolved us because the bad guys married to the good guy? I don't know it, if you caught I mean, that part. <laughs> oh, they didn't really say that, but yeah. they made it clear that they were like lovers or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and uh, one of them likes humanity and the other one didn't. So that was the solution. It goes a bit beyond. It goes a bit beyond like. Yeah. Uh, and like dislike, I kind of feel like that guy really has it out for us specifically. <laughs> and the other one is really like You're... almost the the like Mother Earth persona. Yeah. <laughs> like she's very very. I've taken like... thousands of years to evolve your species. Oh, that's the other thing. Spartans aren't the idea of the Spartan and creating the Spartan was genetically encoded into us, Michael. So that we would okay. evolve the Spartans because that's the next step of our evolution. And ah, so we had, we had no choice. Master Chief was the eventual always going to be outcome of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, humans need to evolve to become Master Chief, whatever think, it is that we are now. I think overall, I want to stop bagging on the story for a minute because 
the story is not horrendous. It's fine. It's Compared totally to fine. every other Halo game, it is exactly equivalent. And in yeah, some cases, totally much fine. more coherent. The silliness, hmm. it, it is fun to make fun of how silly it is because it is silly. But it's fine. The game is fine. It's totally fine. It, the shooting is fun. I don't know that I'm like really excited about the Forerunner weapons. Uh, some of it, them are great and some of them are terrible. Yeah, it, the Halo always has that kind of like rock, paper, scissors thing where it's like this gun is good against this kind of enemy, but this kind of enemy is strong against that gun, so you need to use a different kind of gun. And it, and like when you fight Covenant, you do it this way. When you fight the Brutes, you do it this way. And then when you fight the, the Hunters, you go this this way. And the Forerunners kind of shake all that up because they're like a third side of now what is a triangle right and so like oh well these guns don't work good against this forerunner but against this one it's good because i can snipe them really easy and like all you know but the forerunner guns then don't always fit easy into that triangle because i'm not clear like who when i'm using the forerunner carbine is it good against this guy or not or like i can tell you the forerunner sniper rifle is pretty good against that guy (laughs) but it's good against everything so like i don't know (laughs) Yeah, the problem that you run into, I think, is it's uneven in their availability, right? Unless there's a level where all the enemies are around, you can't pick the weapons up that are good against certain enemies. So sometimes you'll run into the fact that, like, oh, well, we're fighting all these things. I wish that I had a Covenant Carbine right now. Or, like, you know, I need my human DMR for fighting this fight that's upcoming uh but all i have now because the only people we've been fighting are promethean weapons and so you kind of don't I think get the same un- rounded uh availability that you did in the previous games yeah it, it definitely is unfortunate and maybe this is just a matter of like they fix this in halo 5 or subsequent games or whatever but like it is not easy for the there most of the games are like you get one type of gun at the very start of the mission and then you fight one type of enemy mostly through that mission right so yeah. it is the chance for you to get like you don't see all three sides of the triangle at the same time, right? So like you can't go get a covenant weapon when you're fighting only the you know, the forerunner guys. That makes sense. And you can't get the Promethean weapons when you're only fighting the Covenant. And so then you're just like, Well, I can't see where the other side fits into this equation. And so then it kinda ends up feeling weird when you you know, if for instance you bring a forerunner weapon into the start of the next mission and then it's you know, only only humans from there on or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an interesting game. It's it's not so different as uh like ODST was from the originals. Your shields are a little less compared to H three. Um they've changed a lot of the weapons around for different functions. They added a bunch of new ones that I love. The uh, the saw and the DMR are great. But the saw the, is so good. The man. saw is so good. It's unfair. Uh but you know you have what's interesting about Halo 4 when it came out was like Bungie had fragmented the community of Halo players so much between Halo 3 Reach and ODST in terms of online play that like the job of this game wasn't to be great at the story or anything else it was to try and bring people back to one game to play mm. uh which it did for I think the shortest amount of time of any of the Halo games, and then everybody went back to either what they loved or stopped playing Halo or whatever. Um, so it gets good marks for being a good game, I think, but then like tough historical marks for not holding up long term like the other ones did. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it'll be interesting to see if we get to play Halo 5, which is completely different than what you're seeing here. Because I think what you can see coming for us is relatively open-ended, or not open-ended, but uh, you can kind of see what's going to happen with the story, I would guess, at this point, since we're about three quarters of the way through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Halo 5 is just a completely different animal, so... um. I'll be curious to see what you think of that one. If it ever comes out. If it ever comes out. Yeah. And I yeah. suspect it will come out. Michael, you got to talk me part of the Master Chief collection. You got to talk me down from the ledge in the last five minutes here, Michael. Okay. Because they've done something in Halo that I despise. Oh, no. And I need to be talked out of doing it. I was looking at the, the challenges. So they have seasonal, weekly. Seasonal and weekly challenges. Seasonal is until they decide the season's over or a new game came out, which mm-hmm. they're done, so now it's whenever. And then weekly is obviously Tuesdays or whatever. Uh, they have done the thing where they lock skins behind multiplayer achievements. Yeah, walk away. <laughs> So it's Correct. not like it's not like oh go online and play 50 games and then you get the skin. It's go online and reach rank 20. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know why they you, do it because you, like you can't see me but I'm shaking my head. I know, right? I I tried one game of Recon Slayer, which is what they ask you to do. I lost and my rank didn't move at all. Like, my personal achievement of being the highest scorer on our team at rank one paid off for nothing after 20 <laughs> minutes of Recon Slayer. Yeah. Uh, I can, so I can tell you that there are the, kind of a parallel. There are uh, multi online multiplayer achievements for the rebooted Tomb Raider games. Uh, oh, really? Steam. Yes. And I have never had any desire to get any of them after I finished the single player campaign. And I do not feel sad about that. But Think can, about this, Andrew. I could make my uh, sniper rifle Arctic. And that would only show up in the multiplayer, which you're also not playing. That's true. We did discover that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, then it's definitely not worth it. Yeah, we. I had spent, I, as a test, I spent some time customizing some of the characters and when we went into H4, it was like, oh, look, none of that showed up. I'm just Scream Master Chief. Got it. Okay. Nope. Bummer. <laughs> they should make it so they show up in single. It can't be that hard. Anyway. All right. If you have thoughts about Halo 4 or Yakuza Blood of the Dragon? No, Blood Dragon's Far Cry. What's this one? Yakuza like a dragon. Like a dragon. dragon. Where would you send those? You could send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. We are also on social media at, check us out at weweregamers, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Oh, you Uh, know what you should do? You should send us your description of the different flavors of salt. Mm. I want to hear people describe to me how salt tastes different. And then we're going to put Michael on that case. So if you have your salty takes on salt, 
please send them <laughs> that email address, which is podcast of takes. saltiest of takes podcast at we were gamers.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. We're on YouTube. You guys, you should go on there and subscribe to that channel. And then after you subscribe to that channel, you should uh, click the little button that notifies you whenever we post a video. So you can get stuff like hot Mandalorian episodes from carbon scoring that come out. I think weekly at this point. <laughs> it's not it's clear bi- if that's going to continue. I think or it's not. bi-weekly. A deep, I think... a deep dive into some Manda- Mandalore. Mandalore. Yes. So much Mandalore. Uh, I will own the fact that I was wrong about some things uh, in the lore of the Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> and I don't care to correct it. So, <laughs> you know what i I was uh, I was informed of some stuff that I had missed in the latest episode uh, that just came out. There is a statue of IG-11 in the background of one shot. I thought that was really cool. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys like that one? Just real quick. Yeah, it was perfectly good. Perfectly acceptable as a... Although the voice mean, is not for cookies. I, it works for me. They, <laughs> You guys, did they say the M word? What? I think they said midichlorians. Did they? No, they I don't yes, think he said. They did. It's in the. I think he mm. talked about an M count. Andrew. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, he said was M count. He okay. said M count in the the hologram. That's I did right. catch that. That's right. And and it talking about blood. Yeah. An M count. Yep. And are they bringing back the worst thing in Star Wars? <laughs> Why would they do that? Because it's there. It's part of Star Wars. It's never gone away. Literally the worst thing, though? I don't think it's the worst thing in Star Wars. I think there's a I mean, long list that's above midichlorian Jar Jar. Yeah. Thing that negates the entire like aspect of this thing that they built up. You over, know, and like sort of makes it uh, just some weird biology thing instead of being like, a cool okay, mystical this is thing, not a debate we can have fun. right now. But yeah, I, would... I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Wait. I'm just saying, like, why would they do that? Don't bring back midichlorians, please stop. It's gotta happen. Uh, this Some... is not the way. 